You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. This is Isaiah Likely. You're listening to Player Profiler. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Undercovered Ops Season 3. I am your host, Cody Carpentier. You can find me on Twitter at CarpentierNFL. We're back. Oh, you can smell it. You can smell it. It's in the air. Football is back. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it doesn't matter. Football is back this week right now. Myself and the Podfather are in Las Vegas this whole week, Tuesday to Saturday, drafting for the FFWC Player Profiler Championship. You can still jump in those drafts today, tomorrow, the next day online, or you can show up in Vegas, come say hi, come check us out, and draft live against us and with us. Go to the FFWC, use that promo code UNDERWORLD, and get $100 off a three-pack of drafts and start drafting. If, 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 If you've been drafting, keep drafting, because I'm in peak condition of drafting right now. I've went through probably two or three drafts a day for the last week, helping people doing my own. And, and I feel as dialed as ever. So go over to FFWC. If you feel the same way, code underworld, hundred dollars off a three pack and come draft against us. But this week, if you guys remember from a year ago, a year ago today, I dropped the show talking about Zay Jones, Juwan Johnson, KJ Osborne, Cordero Patterson, Yeah, there was a couple other guys like Tyron Johnson in there as well. But we nailed those four guys. And I'm back again. Week one, the biggest week of them all to get these guys that you need before the season starts. Everybody can grab all the running backs. In these later drafts on the FFWC, on underdog, you're drafting running backs to to fulfill injured bell cows late in the season or in midseason, early season. You, You don't want to spend the fab. But right now, Injuries, suspensions, whatever you want to call it. Rondell Moore's been dinged up. He's questionable going into the game. DeAndre Hopkins is suspended, and Zacherts has not been practicing. Injury reports will be coming out on Wednesday and Thursday. Keep a keen eye on Ertz and Rondell Moore. If Ertz does not play, you're looking at McBride getting a little bit of work, but probably Max Williams being the lead tight end in that offense. At wide receiver, if Rondell Moore does not play, it's going to be all Hollywood Brown and A.J. Green. You have to take advantage of A.J. Green, especially on DFS and in seasonal leagues. He's going to be dependable enough. DFS is going to be a little stretch because you're not going to get that 30-point output that you're looking for in some of these cheap guys. But A.J. Green is going to be a dependable guy as the number two in this offense until Hopkins is back, until Rondell's 100% healthy. They want Rondell to be that number two guy right now with Hollywood. But if he's dinged up, he's not going to get a full workload. He's just He's undersized. He's small. It's just the way it is. Underneath that, a couple names that you might remember made the roster. Andy Isabella and Greg Dortch are the two guys in Arizona. Isabella seemed like a guy that they were trying to showcase in the preseason a little bit and trade him. They didn't. They kept him. And Greg Dortch has just, uh, he's still younger than Valus Jones. 
Greg Dortch is younger than Village Jones. He's been in the league for three years. The Jets, now he's in Arizona. Like he's been bouncing around. He's still here. He's still young. He's still undersized. And if Rondell's out, I'm led to believe that I think Greg Dortch is going to get some opportunities. So that's a deep, deep, deep stash that you can probably re-add in some of those leagues if you have a Rondell or something like that. And you're talking probably the 35-plus roster size leagues. But in week one, two, three, A.J. Green's going to be viable in start-sit leagues. Let's move on to Baltimore quick. Baltimore Ravens talked about this one a few weeks ago on some pods and on Twitter at Carpentier NFL. It's Bateman. It's pretty easily Bateman number one. Number two, Mark Andrews. Well, you, those are probably interchangeable. Andrews is probably going to lead the team in targets the way it is. A lot of people are leaning towards, oh, Bateman taking that next step. I know the podfather loves Rashad Bateman, but I still think Andrews is probably that number one target in this offense. Number three is the big question mark here. Devin DuVernay had a thigh bruise. James Prochet had soft tissue injuries. Tylen Wallace has had a minor knee injury. Tylen Wallace I'm completely out on. DuVernay and Prochet should have been the dudes. They should have been the guys playing and being the number two in this offense, but they're not. And Demarcus Robinson, who got cut by the Raiders, comes over and in his first preseason games looks good, looks good. And I tweeted this out the other night, like Demarcus Robinson's probably your number two receiver, not option, number two receiver. Somebody replied and they're like, yeah, but he got beat by Mac Hollins and Tyron Johnson. Yeah, but look what you're playing against in Baltimore. It's Duvernay, Prochet, and Tylen Wallace, guys that haven't broken out, haven't done a lot. There was rumors last year that T.Y. Hilton got a contract offer from Baltimore. He turned it down and went back to Indy. T.Y. Hilton looks like he's not going back to Indy. And maybe there's a potential that T.Y. Hilton comes into Baltimore in the next few weeks. Will Fuller's also still out there. Odell Beckham. Just some interesting things to look at. But Demarcus Robinson is going to be a guy that's going to be playing in three wide sets if they line up in very many of them. The big thing to focus on, and this is a must, must, must have on your fantasy rosters, is Isaiah Likely. He will be lining up. In two widers, in two tight end sets, three tight end sets, whatever you want to call it, Isaiah likely will be out there and he will be catching passes. It was not a fluke what you see, what you saw in the preseason. Isaiah likely will get four, five, six targets, no matter what Mark Andrews' health is. Mark Andrews will be 100% play the whole game. Isaiah likely will still be on the field and will still get four, five, six targets because there's nobody there to throw the ball to. Trust that and go get Isaiah likely now. It's a must. It's a must. If you don't already draft him in the rookie drafts, if you're in seasonal, he's going undrafted most cases. FFWC, he's going the 16th, 17th, 18th round. Your home leagues, he's out there. If you are in trouble at tight end, if you are at the Njoku level, if you're at the Okui Boonham level, keep your eye on Isaiah Likely. If you're in these 16-round drafts, these 18-round drafts, I just did a couple of them last night with some buddies, and they ended up with Okui Boonham. They literally ended up with Njoku and Komet. And I said, all right, there's a couple guys you need to keep an eye on. Isaiah Likely and then Daniel Bellinger, who we'll talk about here in a minute from the New York Giants. Two guys, two rookies that will get usage early this season. And we got to thank our sponsor, Sleeper. Go over to sleeper.com today. Use the promo code UNDERWORLD to start up new leagues. You start up a new league on Sleeper. I've been drafting more and more on Sleeper. The Podfathers talked about it. We moved a lot of leagues from my fantasy league to Sleeper. We're starting to move everything to Sleeper because Sleeper is the number one platform for dynasty leagues, the number one platform for seasonal leagues, for mock drafts, for everything. I've been running mock drafts on other sites for the last couple of years for player profiler. Everything's moving to sleeper because sleepers platform is so much smoother, so much cleaner, so much easier to use. It's not even close. I can start up a draft. I can send out links and I can get a draft started within minutes. On other sites, it takes hours. On Sleeper, it takes minutes to send a link, 
to join a league and to start drafting. Go over to sleeper.com today. Use that promo code UNDERWORLD to get a deposit match up to $100. They have a lot of games as well. They're going to be launching more and more games as the season gets closer. And this is the only fantasy website right now that is adding new features and creating more usability to it and to make the platform that much easier for the user. And that is what is important. Again, sleeper.com, use that promo code UNDERWORLD. Let's move on to the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, Amari Cooper, pretty clearly the number one guy in this offense. There's no reason he doesn't hit 10 to 12 targets in week one. Donovan Peoples-Jones looks like he's going to be the number two. But is he? Demetric Felton listed as a running back. This is a guy that I'm adding in a lot of spots this week because of this ability. He's listed as a running back on the roster, on the depth chart, on all platforms, but he's going to be playing the slot, and he's more than likely going to be the starting slot receiver. This is per Jake Trotter from the Cleveland Browns that says Demetric Felton was playing and starting in the slot in practice, and Mike Woods had a hamstring injury. David Bell's been dinged up. It looks like Demetric Felton will play in the slot. He's listed at running back, so take advantage of that in fantasy. If you're if you're in dire straits at the running back position, this is a guy that's going to be playing and going to be on the field. Uh, he should probably be in that same tier as the Zamir Whites and even the like. Up, it sounds ridiculous. Up into the Kareem Hunts because if he's going to be starting the slot in this offense with this weapon, with with this weaponry, David Bell, Mike Woods, Peoples Jones, Schwartz, we like those guys, but they're pretty raw and they need a little bit of work. And Felton's been in this offense for three years. He's been the clone behind Jarvis Landry. We talk about this. Me and me and the Potfather talk about this on the Breakout Finder, June eleventh, twenty twenty one. Calvin Ridley, Alpha Imposter, I think was the episode. We talked about Demetric Felton needs to sit in Jarvis Landry's back pocket. And in due time, it'll be his opportunity. Boom, here he is. Demetric Felton, starting slot receiver for the Cleveland Browns. Take advantage of it. He's a running back. He's listed as a running back. That's 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 free money. I mean, it's if he goes out there and gets seven targets and they're going to use him out of the backfield, like, oh, I, I love me some Demetric Felton right now. I just, I can't get over that. <clears throat> Obviously talked about Mike Woods the last few episodes. That's a deep, deep stash. It's a lot of guys in this team. Peoples, Jones, Bell, Woods, Schwartz. I love Woods. I love him as a route technician. I think he's going to get a role in this offense, but the problem is there's two speed guys in Schwartz and Peoples, Jones that are going to take away from those outside roles. Woods lines more than likely as like Amari Cooper's direct backup. At tight ends, David Njoku pretty clearly. Harrison Bryant, we know Stefanski loves running two tight end sets. Harrison Bryant's going to be on the field. Think about this as the Tyler Conklin to the Kyle Rudolph of, of Stefanski's yesteryear in Minnesota. Rudolph is Njoku, and Conklin is Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant needs to be added in all dynasty formats. The biggest conversation probably of all this offseason, the wide receiver room that's been the most tumultuous, the Green Bay Packers. Alan Lazard, projected to be the number one guy, is questionable and some would say doubtful for week one, then who becomes the wide receiver one in this offense? Tanya's coming off an injury, should be back. After that, it's Mercedes Lewis, Josiah DeGuire at tight end. Eh, meh. I mean, the big dog, he's going to get a little, maybe he gets a couple end zone targets. That's about it. Receiver room is the biggest question mark. Everybody wants to say Romeo Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs. I'm, I'm done with that. I'm done. I'm not talking about that anymore. It's cooled as it should. You're not... This is a best ball player, right? If you didn't draft him in best ball, I don't want to hear a damn word about Romeo Dobbs. You're going to get burned multiple times week in and week out by him putting up zeros and fours and zeros and fours, and then he'll get a 25 when he's on your bench. So just don't worry about that. 
Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, and Alan Lazard should be your starting three wide receivers. If Lazard is out, if Lazard is out, it's going to be Dobbs and Christian Watson splitting those shares. And Watson has been the guy that was injured while Dobbs was getting those opportunities. Watson's now the one that's getting the praise and the, the side-eye compliments from Aaron Rodgers and not getting the, these receivers need to work on their hands because you remember who was not playing at that time when, when he was bashing all these wide receivers, it was Christian Watson. Christian Watson's playing right now. Christian Watson is that alpha athlete. He's best comparable to literally the dumbest group of guys on playerprofiler.com. Julio Jones, Randy Moss, Kelvin Johnson, and of course, Denzel Mims. But the mindset with Christian Watson, I talked to him at the senior bowl. I didn't think he was this athlete. This was at the, at the senior bowl, obviously coming from North Dakota state, he was slim. He's a big, slim guy. He's very muscular, more muscular so than Drake London. That was what did shock me was that I saw Christian Watson at the NFL at the Senior Bowl, and then I saw Drake London at the NFL Combine. I, I was expecting Drake London to be more closer to Mike Evans, where that was Christian Watson. He was more muscular, closer to a, a Mike Evans type. And I said, you know, you grew up in Tampa. Did you watch a lot of Mike Evans? Yeah, I mean, a little bit of Mike Evans, but mostly Julio Jones. And I was like, there's no way this guy is the athlete that Julio Jones is. Whatever. Saw him play at the Senior Bowl. Dominated. Dominated. Was the best receiver there outside of Jalen Tolbert. Probably better than Jalen Tolbert. But Tolbert was is more refined. He's more day one ready uh, at the Senior Bowl. Christian Watson's going to make plays. You talk, You heard Rodgers talk about him in the, we've never seen a guy like this on a team. The way he runs. The way he can, he can move his bot. Like, Rodgers said it himself. Miss me with the Dobbs. It's Christian Watson. You need to go add Christian Watson. You need to go trade for Christian Watson in Dynasty. And you can – and best ball, obviously best ball drafts are mostly wrapped up. You need to keep an eye on him in seasonal. If you have a roster spot with some dead-watered wide receiver, you need to go add Christian Watson as that back-end wide receiver. The guy that I've been stashing as my last receiver on my teams in seasonal has been Nico Collins because I think he's got the – the ultra upside, I think, going off as wide receiver 70 to 55 to 70 all summer. He's going to finish in the top 30. Christian Watson is a guy that's going later than Nico Collins, and I think he's a guy that can finish in the top. No reason he can't finish in the top 48, and if he actually has a connection here with Rodgers, there's no reason he can't finish inside the top 30. That's a hot take, but I think it's very real. So Christian Watson, got to go have him. Randall Cobb's probably the target leader in week one, with that being said. You have to play. You have to play Randall Cobb week one in DFS. He's going to catch a touchdown. He's going to get twelve targets. They're playing the Minnesota Vikings. Cobb, Rogers. They want to win this game. The most dependable guy on the field is not even close. It's Randall Cobb. So Randall Cobb week one. Christian Watson long term. Uh, as a Viking fan, it's going to be tough for me to say this, but I want to see Christian Watson make a big play in week one. He's playing against Cameron Dantzler and Patrick Peterson. The matchups are ridiculous as far as speed mismatches go with these old guys and Patrick Peterson who doesn't have the 4-5 speed, 4-4 speed at all anymore, and Dantzler who runs a 4-6-4. If you want to go look at these matchups, you can go to playerprofile.com in the rankings department, cornerback. The cornerback rankings have been updated again last night, just updated them again. Top 160 at the cornerback position is up on playerprofile.com right now. Um, Top 120 mostly are all the matchup guys. Below that, it's going to be more so guys that are – 
not on rosters, backups, et cetera. But that's why we're so deep. We got all these guys listed on here, and you can see all the matchups going into week one. There's going to be an article written later this week by Aaron Stewart, cornerback versus wide receivers. I got a cornerback article coming out next uh, today. So go check that out about the Elite 11 cornerbacks in the NFL. But go check out the cornerback rankings on playerprofiler.com as well. Let's move on to the guy I just mentioned, Nico Collins. Nico Collins, not a lot needs to be said. He is the dude here. I know Brennan Cooks is still in this offense. He's got so many 1,000-yard seasons. Brennan Cooks is getting up there in age. It's Nico Collins' turn, 6'4", 220. He looks like he's probably 230. He looks like the next coming of, of Allen Robinson. We saw what Allen Robinson did with Blake Bortles from year one to year two. He goes from 580 to 1,400. I'm not saying Nico's going to go for 1,400, but I think 1,000 yards is in his range of outcomes. You have to have Nico. As I just said, Watson's in the super deep leagues. Nico is like your wide receiver five, wide receiver six in seasonal leagues is chef's kiss. You, you can't miss on that. Outside of him, it's Brandon Cooks. And then after that, it's literally Chris Moore, Tyler Johnson, and Philip Dorsett. So the door is still open on Tyler Johnson. I know we got cut from Tampa, but the door is way open on Tyler Johnson to beat out Chris Moore and Philip Dorsett and climb into that number three chair in Houston at tight end Brevin Jordan. Farrell Brown's listed in some depth charts ahead of Brevin Jordan. Brevin's the guy. They also signed OJ Howard, who signed with Buffalo, got cut. Now he's in Houston. Let's move over to Indianapolis. But before we move over to Indianapolis, be sure to go over to Underdog Fantasy today. Underdog Fantasy, use that promo code UNDERWORLD. All the pickums are up for week one. Go check them out. They also have insurance. Insurance elevates your bet. So if you can bet right now, if you take three props, three pickums, you get six extra money. But if you want to click insurance, you get three extra money and you get insured on those selections. So go over to underdogfantasy.com today. Use that promo code Underworld to get a deposit match up to $100. My three favorites this week, Cole Komet, over three and a half receptions. He's the dude. He's going to get a 20% target share this year minimum. Him and Darnell Mooney in Chicago, they're playing against San Francisco. Mooney's got a tough matchup with Chavarius Ward. And, and I just think Cole Komet is a hammer. Three and a half receptions. Go hit it now. And then at the running back position, the two other guys I got, I got three picks. Cole Komet over three and a half receptions. And Derrick Henry, 103 and a half rushing yards. When Derrick Henry plays, he's going over this number. 15 out of the last 26 games, he's won over 100 rushing yards. He's healthy entering the season. And staying with the healthy narrative, Christian McCaffrey enters the season healthy against Cleveland, 117 and a half rushing plus receiving yards, total yards. He might hit 70 receiving. He might hit 70 rushing. That's 140. I think Christian McCaffrey nails 117. Henry nails 103 and a half. And Cole Komet goes over three and a half receptions. Hammer it on underdogfantasy.com today. Use that promo code UNDERWORLD. Now, continuing with the AFC South, probably the worst division in football. Very interesting, though. Indianapolis Colts, we've talked about it. Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, and Alec Pierce seem to be the top three dudes. Pittman, Pierce, Campbell in the slot. Ashton Doolin, though, I think is going to be a, a nuisance on the outside for Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce seems to be that big guy on the other side, but Ashton Doolin is in the T.Y. Hilton spot. Ashton Doolin is going to get a lot of run on the outside. He's going to get a little bit of run in the slot. We just need Paris Campbell to stay healthy. Paris Campbell, oh, baby, please, please, we pray to the football gods. Paris Campbell stays healthy for 17 games. Just give us one. Please give us one season, football gods. That's all we ask. Amen. All right. After that, Mike Strawn, Desmond Patman. I think Strawn's better than Alec Pierce. That's a completely biased thing. He was on pup for a while. He's back now. He's healthy. Mike Playmaker, big Mike Strawn, the biggest dog in the whole building in 
Indianapolis, Mike and Mike. There's no reason it's not Mike, Mike and Paris or Mike, Mike and Ashton in this offense. I just, I just want to see that down the stretch. Desmond Patman is okay. Strawn has the athleticism. Strawn, the multi-time 200 meter dash winner, the four, four, five, four, five, oh, 40 yard dash at six foot five, 225. Strawn is a, Strawn's a guy you haven't heard of yet. And you need to know deep, deep, deep. I'm talking 35 plus 40 plus rosters in dynasty. If you've been listening along, you already have Strawn. In Jacksonville, finishing off the AFC South. In Jacksonville, Zay Jones was designated the X receiver a couple weeks ago by a couple of reporters. Uh, that was what they reported as, as per note from watching and, and talking to guys around Jacksonville was Zay Jones at the X. For me, that puts Christian Kirk as the number two guy. They paid him enough money. He's not going to be the number three outside of Marvin Jones. Jones is, is aging. Jones just seems like he's going to be the A.J. Green of this offense of, of what we see currently in Arizona. So you have Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, top two cats, probably the target leaders in this offense. Marvin Jones out there. He's going to be the annoying guy that takes a couple red zone targets. And uh, the, the, he's he's turning into the AJ Green, the Adam Thielen of this offense. After that, it's Jamal Agnew, Kendrick Pryor from Wisconsin, a rookie, interesting guy to keep an eye on. Tim Jones, tight end. Evan Ingram's the guy. Chris Manhurts is currently listed ahead of Dan Arnold, but Manhurts is a run blocking tight end. It's Evan Ingram, then Dan Arnold. Not really stashing Dan Arnold anymore. I'm kind of past that. And Evan Ingram is an interesting one, but uh, it's it's yet to be seen what this role is going to be in this offense. Week one is going to be telling very much so what they think of Evan Ingram. If he's a 10-target guy, that's going to be an immediate must-add probably post-week one. So if you are in dire straits at tight end and you don't like my other opinions on Bellinger and Isaiah Likely, Evan Ingram's an interesting guy to hold through week one just see what the usage patterns are in Jacksonville, another team in Miami. We're speeding through today. We are speeding through. We're taking no breaks. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Cedric Wilson is perceived to be the number three guy in this offense right now for the Miami Dolphins. But there's a very interesting player that is currently the presumed to be wide receiver four, but I think there's a, a case to be made where he's going to. You haven't heard a damn word about Cedric Wilson this year. And there's a reason for that. It's Eric Ezukama. From the University of Texas Tech. Fourth round pick, best comparable to Zach Pascal, 4640 yard dash, 455 at his pro day. Ezukama was 6'2, 206. He's in a, he was in a tough offense in Texas Tech. Multiple 600 plus yard game or seasons back like three straight years. Ezukama has been a dog this preseason. One of the top five highest graded wide receivers on PFF, Eric Ezukama. Know the name, add the name. I think he beats out Cedric Wilson. I think there's a good chance he becomes a red zone target for the Miami Dolphins. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dabble on something. I'm gonna dabble on Eric Ezukama. Anytime touchdown, Miami Dolphins plus 2200 on FanDuel. I'm gonna dabble. Couple bucks. Couple bucks. Plus 2200 on FanDuel. Eric Ezukama, anytime touchdown. They have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Ezukama, Mike Gasecki. Trent Sherfield, Cedric Wilson. I think Ezukama is going to get opportunities early and often in this offense. He's the dog of the preseason. I'm calling it right here, right now. Eric Ezukama, week one touchdown for the Miami Dolphins. Let's move on. I think that's a guy. I talked about Mike Woods. Talk about some other guys, some Mike, some, some Michael Strons. I think Eric Ezukama is a guy you need to watch in leagues up to 30. If you're in depth of 30, your depth of 28, Eric Izukama needs to be rostered in those leagues. 
my favorite preseason undercover op of the week, undercover op of the preseason, fall player of the year, whatever you want to give him the title. The title, undercover op of the year, goes to this one receiver in Seattle. This guy, many people didn't think was going to be on the team. They didn't think he was going to make it through. Freddie Swain was here. Bo Melton made the roster. This guy's not going to be on it. Top to bottom, it's DK Metcalf. It's Tyler Lockett. That's pretty straightforward. Dwayne Eskridge is 37 years old as a second-year guy in the NFL. He's plugged in as a wide receiver three. Yet to see the field. We'll see if he ever gets on it. Marquise Goodwin makes the team. Penny Hart makes the team. And my favorite, Derek Young. Derek, Derek, whatever it is, Derek Young, best comparable to Benny Fowler, runs a 4-4-4 in his pro day at Lenoir Ryan, seventh-round pick. Didn't really do a ton at Lenoir Ryan. Best season was 2019, 515 yards, eight touchdowns, averaged 20 yards per reception. This guy's going to plug in directly behind DK Metcalf, and he's going to learn from the best, the most athletic, the biggest freak of this generation. 6-2-224. Derek Young is an animal, and I think if – DK takes the time to teach him. You're going to see a Derek Young, a DK Metcalf, 1-2 in Seattle in 2023. Derek Young is my undercover op of the year, stash of the preseason, everything. He's, he's on all these deep dynasty leagues that I'm in. I'm grabbing Derek Young, Derek Young, Derek Young, Derek Young, Derek Young, because I don't give a shit about Dwayne Eskridge. Marquise Goodwin should not be on a roster. Penny Hart, nah. Tyler Lockett, really? He's aged way out. Derek Young beat out Freddie Swain. Freddie Swain has been the number three in this offense for how many years? Come on now. he beat Freddie Swain beat out David Moore. David Moore was so important to the Seattle offense. Freddie Swain was pretty important as the number three guy. Derek Young is the next coming, the best, the better of the three. He's better than Freddie Swain. Better than David Moore. Bigger than David Moore. Be, pretty similar to David Moore, but better. Derek Young is going to be a fun guy that I think becomes the true number two in this offense. He just got screwed because he went to Lenoir Ryan. He was a seventh-round pick. But we've seen this happen from these late receivers. 6'2", 224, 4'4", 4'4", this pro day, 94th percentile speed score. Derek Young is a must-add in this offense. Like I said, Metcalf, Lockett, Eskridge. Goodwin is going to be an interesting guy. If they had any type of quarterback play, Goodwin would be an interesting guy for DFS early on But because he's going to get used, but you can't really depend on it. Derek Young is just a deep stash. You're not going to play him anytime soon, but he's a deep stash you need to have. Now, a guy that you can play, in week one, and you can buy on Prediction Strike. Use that promo code Underworld to get a deposit match over at Prediction Strike. I got Cole Komet. I got McCole Hardman. I got Michael Pittman. All these guys are in the green on Prediction Strike right now, and I freaking love him. I've been buying so much. I bought some Jonathan Taylor about a year and a half ago when he was going through that slump, and I've made so much money. I've sold all my shares. I started out with 50. I got over $300 in portfolio, and it's all dedicated to these other players, Pittmans, the Comets, the Hardmans. Danny Gray, Danny Gray in San Francisco is the new Quez Watkins. He's the best ball guy. He's a DFS guy, Stack City. When you're playing Trey Lance in DFS in 2022, I'm not saying you're going to start him week in and week out, but in DFS, if you're stacking, everybody's going to want to go Debo. Everyone's going to stack Kittle. They're going to forget about Ayuk, which Ayuk is a phenomenal in-season play. This offense is Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. The number three is interchangeable. It's Danny Gray and Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings is the big alpha dog red zone target. Danny Gray is arguably one of the fastest players in the NFL. He had a heel injury at the combine, ran a 4-3-3 from SMS, 
from SMU. I love Danny Gray. He's this year's Quez Watkins. It's him, Juwan Jennings, Ray Ray McLeod. Those are the five guys playing wide receiver. And we already saw the connection with Trey Lance early this offseason with, a I don't know what it was, 90, 85, 90-yard 90 reception in the preseason for a touchdown from Danny Gray. That reception is going to happen again multiple times this season. So trust it. Go play Danny Gray in DFS. If you have him in best ball, go get him. If you're in these season-long best ball leagues where you can add people, add him. If you're in uh, dynasty best ball leagues, add Danny Gray. Get him everywhere you can. Danny Gray is your DFS play. He's your prediction strike play. $1.86 right now on prediction strike as his opening price. They just dropped rookies just a week ago. Go get some Danny Gray because when that season, that game pops, that game goes where he goes two or three receptions for 112 and a touchdown or two, that Danny Gray stock is going to go, boom. It's going to shoot right up from $1.86 to 4 bucks, and you're going to be like, thanks, Cody. I'm printing money. Week one, it's here. Fantasy football is near. Thursday night, Rams, Bills. I'm going to be in Vegas with the Podfather. We're going to be doing some streams. We're going to be drafting the FFWC. I am so excited that football's back. This whole summer of Twitter, threads, shows, uh, articles, podcasts, work, all this shit, it's in the rearview mirror because one thing matters. There's one thing that matters, and that's football. We just had the biggest freaking weekend of college football five straight days I, i'm so excited um i can't even can't even explain how excited i am that football is officially back i i, I got nothing up i got nothing left other than to say thank you guys go over to playerprofiler.com right now get the cornerback rankings in the rankings pro in the rankings profile weekly seasonal dynasty cornerback rankings they're all there as well as the mock draft index and the dynasty dominator it's 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 a never-ending train. And I talk about college football. I need to mention this as well. I mentioned this on Twitter. I might have mentioned this on a couple other podcasts. I'm gonna I'm gonna end this with this. You can go to playerprofile.com right now today. Player profiles, highlight over it and click college. There was over 300 college prospects right now on player profiler at your disposal. Tyler Van Dyke, Jake Hayner, Brennan Armstrong, Bryce Young. Braylon Allen, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Kayshawn Boutte, you name it, Arch Manning. We're getting plugged in, baby. It's NFL season. It's college football season. My NFL Draft Super 60 just came out yesterday. Go check that out in the article section. We're pumping out content like it's our job because it is. I appreciate all you guys hanging out as always. Until next week, let's just, let's just, let's just have another kick-ass week. What's up? Week one last year, Zay Jones. K.J. Osborne, Juwan Johnson. This year, Danny Gray, Isaiah Likely, and Nico Collins. Derek Young, Derek, Derek, whatever it is, Derek Young, best comparable to Benny Fowler, runs a 4-4-4 at his pro day at Lenoir Ryan, seventh round pick. Didn't really do a ton at Lenoir Ryan, 
Best season was 2019, 515 yards, eight touchdowns, average 20 yards per reception. This guy's going to plug in directly behind DK Metcalf, and he's going to learn from the best, the most athletic, the biggest freak of this generation. 6'2", 224. Derek Young is an animal, and I think if DK takes the time to teach him, you're going to see a Derek Young, a DK Metcalf, 1-2 in Seattle in 2023. 